Mary, did you know? I'd like to read to you from Luke 2, from verse 10 to 14, uh, if I can. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, the Savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. This is the word of God. We thank God for his word today. Christmas is a huge thing. It's so commercial at the moment that everybody, where, wherever you go, you, I don't know if you really hear Christmas carols anymore. You, you, you don't, huh? But everything is still um, tinsels and everything is sales and all kinds of things. And for even for us, though, um, this day is important. Who got a call from their mom and dad, um, especially the children, Remember, you have to come to church. <laughs> you have to come to church today. Uh, the, today is the day. Church starts at 8 o'clock. Um, don't be late. You know, so there was a lot of, lot of movement, a lot of logistics involved to come here today. A lot of logistics to, to get to organize because once you leave here, I pray that you're going to go for either breakfast or lunch or just today is that special day that you're going to spend with your family. Is that correct? Huh? I think so. For everybody that's here, I hope. But it takes a lot of planning. It takes a lot of effort. Sometimes we forget why we celebrate Christ. Why we celebrate Christmas. But how amazing is God? How amazing is God that God can use the smallest thing or the most, the people that are irrelevant to tell the biggest story ever. We've heard many stories today. We've listened to many songs and in nearly all of those songs, there are a couple of people that are mentioned. First, that God can use people that are seen to be nobodies. In hindsight, they are somebody, but at that point in time, they were nobodies. Let's take the mother of Jesus, Mary. She wasn't wealthy, she wasn't educated. She wasn't a princess or a prophetess. She wasn't part of the royal family. She didn't have a. Pay, uh, she didn't have something on. Uh, she wasn't a, a film star. Um, she wasn't a hero at that point. 
But God used her, this irrelevant young lady, to be somebody. The same way that God uses Joseph to be the earthly father to Jesus. The one that will teach him how to do things. How to be a gentleman. Even though he is God, we still need somebody to tell us, you're not allowed to do that, you're not allowed to do that. Show him how to have manners. Show him how to treat others. And I'm sure that that is what Joseph did. Joseph wasn't wealthy either. He wasn't proud. He was humble. He was a carpenter. And he was definitely God-fearing. But he definitely wanted the best for the people that was around him. The other is the shepherds. God uses the shepherds to proclaim the good news. To tell people about Emmanuel. To tell people about the Messiah that has come. A shepherd is somebody that must be a very lonely life, I think. There's a story about a young boy that could never get to church. But he could always hear in a distance the music from the church. He could always hear the people praying and he so wanted to be there. He so wanted to be part of that church so that he could pray. But he didn't know how to pray and so one day he sat there amongst the sheep and he went A, B, C, D, E, F and he, he recited the, the, the alphabet and some person came past and said, what are you doing? He said, I'm praying. He said, no, you can't be praying because you're just saying the alphabet. He says, I'm saying the alphabet, but Jesus knows exactly what they mean. Hey? So often, the shepherds are seen as just, they're just there. But if you go on and read the, the story about Jesus, about the birth of Jesus, they actually go and spread the good news. They actually go into the town and tell people about the wonderful thing that has just taken place. Amazing how God uses Mary and Joseph. Amazing that God uses the shepherds to tell a story. Not very clever people. Not very wealthy people. Not, not old, not young. But people like you and me. And this is the amazing story about what God is able to do. Emmanuel, God with us. Do you know that you have a story? That you have a story that you have to tell about what God has done in your life? I'm sure God has done something. This is my fifth year at MCNE Methodist Church. I arrived here on 12th uh, December 2019. So I've been here longer than five years now. 
But I can tell you all that has happened to me in these last five years has been the best of my life. But I give God all the glory in every way. I wonder if you can tell a story of what God has done in your life. You have this amazing opportunity today while you're sitting around that lunch table is to tell your children of what God has done in your life. Maybe you're the granny and grandpa. Maybe you're the great granny and great grandpa. Maybe you're the uncle or the auntie. Maybe you're the sister or the brother. Maybe you can tell God that or tell your people, your family is what, what he has done for you. The most amazing thing though is that not just does God use anybody, people that are not the normal run. He used, or that are the normal, just the normal day-to-day people. But God also uses the most insignificant place so that his son can be born. Emmanuel, born in a stable. Can you imagine? Any of you been in a stable? Except for that family there. Uh, <laughs> They have a, um, is, there's, there's, is there a smell in a stable? Huh? Yes. Is there a lot of straw in a stable? Is there a lot of dirt and, um, in a stable? Would you like your son to be born in a stable? Huh? No. But God uses this most insignificant place to say, I want my son to be normal. (laughs) I want him to be part of. They put him in a manger. They fill it with straw and they cover it with cloth. And in there lies Jesus, Emmanuel. God uses the most insignificant things for the most significant thing, and that is Christ himself. The manger, the clothes, as God has done many a times before. Maybe you think you insignificant. Maybe you think you cannot change the world you don't have to change the world but you have the opportunity to change just one person's life there was great jubilation it was a great story to be told Jesus the Messiah was born today I want to tell you a story about two American missionaries that went to, uh, to Russia. 
And they had an opportunity to go into an orphanage. And in the orphanage, they had an opportunity to tell the people, to tell the boys and the girls about Jesus and what happened with Mary and Joseph and what happened with the, with, with the shepherds and with the, the wise men from the east. And when they told the story, these kids sat on, the, on their stools and listened intensely as the translator told them about Jesus. And the translator then told them how to make a little crib, how to make a manger, and they took cardboard and they took a bit of straw and they placed a little hessian and they, they made a little doll out of hessian and each child had the opportunity to make that little baby and put it in the manger and just so that the story could continuously be told. And so these two missionaries walked around and there was one child and he was a six-year-old and his name was Misha. And when they came to Misha, they looked in the, the little boy's manger and they were startled to see not one but two babies. Not one, but two babies. And they asked, they asked the translator, what? why would there be two babies? And the observer goes on to note that Misha very accurately recalled the story that had been told until he came to the part where Mary put Jesus in the manger. And this is his, what he said. He said, then Misha... It is noted, started to ad-lib his own story. And he made up his own ending to the story as he said, And when Maria laid the baby in the manger, Jesus looked at me. And he asked me if I had a place to stay. I told him, I have no mommy and I have no daddy. So I don't have any place to stay. Then Jesus told me I could stay with him. But I told him I couldn't because I didn't have a gift to give him like the wise man did, the men from the east. But I wanted to stay with Jesus so much. So I thought about what I had that maybe I could give or that he could use. I thought maybe if I kept him warm, that would be a good gift. So I asked Jesus, if I keep you warm, will that be good enough? And Jesus told me, if you keep me warm, that will be the best gift anybody ever gave me. So I got into the manger and then Jesus looked at me and he told me I could stay with him for always. As little Misha finished his story, his eyes brimmed full of tears that splashed down to his little cheeks. Putting his hands over his face, his head dropped to the table and his shoulders shook as he sobbed and sobbed. The little orphan had found someone who would never abandon him.
or abuse him. Someone who would stay with him for always. God is with us. Emmanuel. How appropriate that God loves you and he loves me. That he's born in a stable which is so irrelevant but so relevant. That he's got a mother that is a nobody but who is a somebody. A father that has to adopt him. To look after him. Shepherds that come and adore him. To worship him. And to tell the good news about the Messiah. I don't know where you're at. If you have an opportunity, one word today, love, love your family. If you pick up that phone today and you're making a face call or whatever it's called, a uh, FaceTime, okay? And you have the opportunity to speak to your family wherever they are. Just say, I love you. Don't fight with them, okay? <laughs> Just say, I love you. I forgive you. Jesus is there for you. May God bless you. May you have a fantastic Christmas day. But don't let Christmas only be for today. You know when you cut that apple, there's a star in the apple. And may he, you want to say thank you? Come stand here. Come, come stand by me. Come. Come say thank you. Come. Okay, thank you. Let's say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For mommy and daddy. For mommy and daddy. And for granny and grandpa. <laughs> for grandma and grandpa. And opa. For opa. Yes, okay. And we say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For all your love. All your love. Okay, let's pray. I'm going to pray. Okay, you just stand here, all right? Mighty God, we just say thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that... You came to be with us. That you love everybody unconditionally. No matter who we are. No matter where we come from or what we've done. Hey, look, there's a baby. There's a baby. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for babies. Thank you, Lord, that we are not orphans but that we are loved by you. Hey. And so we pray that you be with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I